everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode we'll be reading the Wikipedia page for the Coral Castle. A very interesting little spot with a very interesting story behind it. So this is another ASM article. For those of you unfamiliar with this series, we take an interesting place, person, um, event, whatever it may be, and um, we read the Wikipedia page and we learn about it together. And it's just to learn something new. Um, and in many cases, probably just bore you to the point where you fall asleep. So it's a win-win no matter what. So with that in mind, let's jump into it. As I open my notes. The Coral Castle is in oolite, <coughs> excuse me, in oolite limestone structure created by Latvian American eccentric Edward Leed Scallon. It is located in Leisure City, Florida, in Miami-Dade County, at the intersection of South Dixie Highway, good old US-1, and Southwest 157th Avenue. <clears throat> the structure comprises numerous megalithic stones, mostly limestones, formed from coral, each weighing several tons. It is currently a privately operated tourist attraction. Coral Castle is noted for legends surrounding its creation that claim it was built single-handedly by Leeds Gallen using reverse magnetism or supernatural abilities to move and carve numerous stones weighing many tons. History According to Coral Castle's own promotional material, Leeds Gallen, it's a very difficult name to pronounce, it, it's like just long, it's, I, I keep on tripping over it, Leeds Gallen was suddenly rejected by his 16-year-old fiancée Agnes Skoofst in Latvia just one day before the wedding. Leaving for America, he came down with allegedly terminal tuberculosis, but spontaneously healed, but it spontaneously healed, stating that magnets had some effect on his disease. <clears throat> Edward spent more than 28 years building Coral Castle, refusing to allow anyone to view him while he worked. A few teenagers claimed to have witnessed his work, reporting that he had caused the blocks of coral to move like hydrogen balloons. The only tool that Leeds Kellen spoke of using was perpetual motion holder. A perpetual motion holder. Quote, unquote. Whatever that means, right? Leeds Kellen originally built the castle, which, oh, he originally built a castle, which he named Ed's Place in Florida City, Florida, around 1923. He purchased the land from Reuben Moser's, Moser, whose wife assisted him when he had a very bad bout with tuberculosis. Florida City, which borders the Everglades, is the southernmost city in the United States that is not an island. It was an extremely remote location with very little development at the time. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know what's wrong with my... Um, my throat is... is uh, it, it doesn't feel dry, and yet I, I still am having a hard time... Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, speaking without sounding like I'm, I'm uh, having an issue with my with dry throat. When again, I just I don't feel it. <clears throat> Maybe it's just a difference in um, in uh, <clears throat> times that I'm recording. 
apologize for that. Anyway, the castle remained in Florida City until about 1936 when Leeds Cannon decided to move and take the castle with him to its final location at 28655 South Dixie Highway, Miami, Florida, 33033. Coral Castle's website states that he chose to move in order to protect his privacy when discussion about developing land in the area of the castle started. He spent three years moving the component structures of Coral Castle 10 miles, which is 16 kilometers, north from Florida City to its current location in Leisure City, Florida. Leeds Callan named his new place Rock Gate after the huge rear swinging gate he built into the black wall, into the back wall, excuse me. Text is very small. He continued to work on the castle up until his death in 1951. The coral pieces that are part of the newer castle, not among those transported from the original location, were quarried to, to on the property only a few feet away from the castle's walls. The pool and the pit beside the southern wall are quarries. The east and west quarries have been filled in. At Florida City, Leeds Cannon charged visitors 10 cents apiece to tour the castle grounds, but after moving to Homestead, he asked for donations of 25 cents, but let visitors enter free if they had no money. There are signs carved into rocks at the front gate to ring bell twice. He would come down from his living quarters in the second story of the castle tower close to the gate and conduct the tour. Leeds Cannon never told anyone who asked him how he made the castle. He would simply answer, it's not difficult if you know how. When asked why he had built the castle, Leeds Callan would vaguely answer it was for his quote-unquote Sweet Sixteen. This is widely believed to be a reference to Agnes Scuffs, often misspelled as Scuffs, S-C-U-F-F-S. In, Le in Leeds Callan's own publication, A Book in Every Home, he implies his Sweet Sixteen was more an ideal than a reality. According to a Latvian account, the girl existed, but her name was actually Hermine Lucis. When Leeds Cannon became ill in November 1951, he put a sign on the door of the front gate going to hospital and took the bus to Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami. Leeds Cannon suffered a stroke at one point, either before he left for the hospital or at the hospital. He died 28 days later, later of pyelonephritis, a kidney infection, at the age of 64. Quite young, actually. His death certificate noted that his death was a result of, quote, uremia, failure of kidneys, as a result of the infection and abscess, end quote. <clears throat> when the property was being investigated, $3,500 was found among Lee Scallon's personal belongings. Lee Scallon had made his income from conducting tours, selling pamphlets about various subjects, including magnetic currents, and the sale of a portion of his 10-acre property for the construction of U.S. Route 1. As Leeds Cannon had no will, the castle became the property of his close living relative in America, a nephew from Michigan named Harry. Coral Castle's websites, website reports that the nephew was in poor health and he sold the castle to an Illinois family in 1953. However, this story differs from the obituary of a former Coral Castle owner, Julius Levin, who re a retired jeweler from Chicago, Illinois. The obituary states Levin had purchased the land from the state of Florida in 1952 and may not have been aware that there was even a castle on the land. The new owners turned it into a tourist attraction and changed the name of Rock Gate to Rock Gate Park and later to Coral Castle. In 
1981, Levin sold the castle to Coral Castle, Inc. for $175,000. The company retains ownership today. In 1984, the property was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. It was added under the name of Rockgate, but the name on the list was changed to Coral Castle in 2011. The stone sign just inside the property that says, uh, what does it say? Quote, ADM, 10 cent drop below, quote unquote, is not original to Coral Castle, and made the sign in place in front of his earlier location in Florida City when he when he was tired of giving a quote-unquote free show to visitors who were careless and trampled his shrubbery. The sign was donated by the owners of Ed's Place and placed here in recent years. And now we move on to a section titled The Castle. The grounds of Coral Castle consist of 1,100 short tons of stones in the form of walls, carvings, furniture, and a castle tower. Commonly believed to be made of coral, it is made of oolite, also known as oolitic stone. Oolite is a sedimentary rock composed of small spherical grains of concentrically layered carbonate that may include localized concentrations of fossil shells and coral. Oolite is found throughout the southeastern Florida is found throughout southeastern Florida from Palm Beach County to the Florida Keys. Oolite is often found beneath only several inches of topsoil, such as a coral castle site. These stones are fastened together without mortar. They are set on top of each other using their weight to keep them together. The craftsmanship detail is so skillful, <clears throat> and these stones are connected with such precision that no light passes through the joints. The 8-foot or 2.4-meter tall vertical stones that make up the perimeter wall have a uniform height. Even with the passage of decades, <clears throat> excuse me, and a decade and a direct hit on August 24, 1992, the Category 5 Hurricane Andrew, the stones have not shifted. So even throughout all these hurricanes, the Coral Castle remains intact. Many of the features and carvings of the castle are notable. Among them are a two-story castle tower that served as Lead Scannon's living quarters walls consisting of eight-foot-high pieces of stone, an accurate sundial, a Polaris telescope, <clears throat> an obelisk, a barbecue, a water well, a fountain, celestial stars and planets, and numeral, numerous pieces of furniture. The furniture pieces include a heart-shaped table, <clears throat> 25 rocking chairs, chairs resembling crescent moons, a bathtub, beds, and a throne, interestingly enough. With few exceptions, the objects are made from single pieces of stone that weigh on average 15 short tons. The largest stone weighs 30 short tons, and the tallest are two monoliths standing 25 feet or 7.6 meters each. A nine short ton revolving eight foot tall gate is a famous structure of the castle, documented on the television programs In Search Of, and that's incredible. The gate is carved so that it fits within a quarter of an inch of the walls. It was well-balanced, reportedly so that a child could open it with a push of a finger. The mystery of the gate's perfectly balanced axis and the ease with which it revolved lasted for decades until it stopped working in 1986. In order to remove it, six men and a 50-short-ton crane were used. Once the gate was removed, the engineers discovered how Lee Scannon had centered and balanced it. He had drilled a hole top, from top to bottom inserting a metal shaft, 
The rock rested on an old truck bearing. It was the rusting out of this bearing that resulted in the gate's failure to revolve. Complete with new bearing and shaft, it was set back into place on July 23, 1986. It failed in 2005, 2005 and was once again repaired. However, it does not rotate with the same ease it once did. Coral Castle remains a popular tourist attraction. Books, magazines, and television programs speculate about how Leeds Cannon was able to construct the structure and move stones that weigh many tons. Claims that nobody had ever seen Leeds Cannon at work and that he levitated stones have been rep repudiated. Repudiated. I don't know how to say that word, to be honest. Orville Irwin reportedly witnessed him quarry stones and erect parts of his wall and illustrated the methods in his book, Mr. Kant is Dead. The Nemeth Film Collection produced a short film documentary in 1944 of him at work. Coral Castle's website states that, quote, If anyone ever questioned Ed about how he moved the blocks of coral, Ed would only reply that he understood the laws of weight and leverage well, end quote. <clears throat> he also stated that he had discovered the secrets of the pyramids, referring to the Great Pyramid of Giza. In Popular Culture Coral Castle, sometimes referred to as Florida's Stonehenge. The 1958 film The Wild Women of Wongo used Coral Castle as a set for the Dragon God Temple. In the 1966 children's musical film Jimmy the Boy Wonder, Coral Castle was used as a backdrop in several scenes. Um, <clears throat> the Castle of Secrets is an in, is an episode of Lee, Leonard Nimoy, Nimoy's program In Search of that includes a dramatization of Leeds Cannon moving the stones with minimal effort and of course my uh, reference in pop culture that led me to want um, to learn more about the Coral Castle was Billy Idol's 1986 song Sweet Sixteen which uh, was inspired by the story of Lee Scallon and Coral Castle. And it was pretty much, I mean, that was the reason why I wanted to learn more. Um, because I always loved that song as a kid. And I, you know, frequently look up the meaning of songs or the inspiration for songs that I, uh, I really enjoy. And I learned about uh, Coral Castle and this idea of how it was built and figured I would um, read about it with you guys. That was the end of the um, Wikipedia page for Coral Castle, but I also have Edward Leedskalnin's Wikipedia page because he seems to be a very interesting um, person. So I figured I'd uh, get most of that into this episode as well. So along with the Coral Castle, we're going to learn about Edward Leedskalnin, the um, sculptor and inventor of the Coral Castle. So... Edward Leeds Gellin, um, born January 12, 1887, died December 7, 1951, was a Latvian emigrant to the United States, self-taught engineer, an amateur sculptor who single-handedly built the Coral Castle in Florida, added to the National Register, Register of Historic Places in 1984. Leeds Gellin was also known for developing theories of magnetism. Life. Edward Lees Callen was born on January 12, 1887, in Stamirina Parish, Latvia. Little is known of his childhood, aside from the fact that his parents were not wealthy. He received only fourth grade formal education. 
Edward was a sickly boy who often spent time reading books, which helped him to develop an inquisitive mind and lifelong yearning for knowledge. It was suggested that he learn stone masonry from his father and practice the craft in Latvia after coming of age. At the age of 26, <clears throat> he was engaged to marry Agnes Guffs, who was 10 years younger. However, the girl who Leeds Callan later referred to as his quote-unquote sweet 16 broke the engagement, so he decided to emigrate to North America. Oh, I see. I understood it to be the opposite. I, I thought it was they were planning on coming together to the United States, and um, he came anyway. He kind of built that a memory of, of, I guess, what he could have done for her. But I, I guess he, um, after the engagement was broken off, he decided to then go to the United States. On April 7th, 1912, Leeds Scallion arrived in New York City. After looking for suitable work at the, at the East Coast till August, he relocated to the Pacific Northwest, which experienced a lumbering boom. On June 5th, 1917, he filled in his draft registration in Oregon, stating that he was self-employed and engaged in axe handle manufacturing. <clears throat> the 1920 census data revealed that he resided in Reedsport, Oregon. In the winter of 1922 through 23, after allegedly contracting tuberculosis, Leeds Kelly moved to the warmer climate of Florida, where he purchased an undeveloped parcel of land in the Florida city. In Florida city, I guess, which at the time was lightly inhabited. On February 27th, 1923, the Homestead Enterprise newspaper published a notice that E. Leedskallen, a Californian, has purchased an acre of the R.L. Moser homestead and is planning to erect a home soon. Over the next 20 years, Leedskallen constructed a massive structure that he called Rockgate and dedicated, dedicated, in his own words, to the girl who had left him years before. Working alone, and mostly at night, Leeds Callanan eventually garried and sculpted over 1,100 short tons, or 997,903 kilograms, of oolite limestone into art architectural and engineering landmark that would later be known as Coral Castle. He used various basic tools available under his modest means, including salvaged timber and old automobile parts. First, he built a house out of limestone blocks and wood, then he gradually constructed a stone structure for which he is now famous. Despite his reverse personality, he eventually opened the Coral Castle to the public, offering tours for 10 cents. When people were asking Leeds Gannon how he had moved all the heavy stone by himself, he usually replied, I understand the laws of weight and leverage, and I know the secrets of the people who built the pyramids, referred to the pyramids of Giza, Egypt, as I mentioned in the Coral Castle's Wikipedia. Some local residents later remember that as school children, they had field trips to the construction site of the future Coral Castle, and Lee Scallion personally explained manual methods of his work. Citation is missing. Okay. Okay. Interesting. No, it was actually, it looks like a, um, a note from, you know, a citation is missing, and in that particular sentence I just said, and Wikipedia has it as a sentence instead of as a um, footnote. In the 1920s, the structure, with <clears throat> the structure with assortment of sculpted stones was located in Florida City. Then in the mid-1930s, Leeds Callan hired a truck with a driver to move it to its present location on a 10-acre site in the adjacent Homestead, Florida. And the rest is um, sort of his death, which um, we've already gone over. But 
let's go into uh, writings. During his lifetime, Leeds Scallion published five pamphlets on various subjects, advertising them in local newspapers. Magnetic Current was first published in 1988, and the only source for any of these pamphlets is the Coral Castle gift shop. Moral Education His first and longest booklet, A Treatise on Moral Education, is printed on only the left-handed, the left-hand pages, and begins with the following preface. 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 Reader, if for any reason you do not like the things I say in this little in the little book, I left just as much space as I used, so you can write your own opinion opposite it and see if you can do better. The author. In the first section, Lee Scallon vents his anger at his sweet 16, arguing that girls should be kept pure and that boys are primarily a soiling influence upon them. On page four of A Book in Every Home, Lee Scallon writes, Everything we do should be for some good purpose. But as everybody knows, there is nothing good that can come to a girl from a fresh boy. When a girl is 16 or 17 years old, she is as good as she will ever be. But when a boy is 16 years old, he is then fresher than all his stages of development. He is then not big enough to work, but he is too big to be kept in nursery and then to allow such a fresh thing to soil a girl. It could not work on my girl. Now I will tell you about soiling. Anything that is done, if it is done with the right party, it is all right. But when it is done with the wrong party, it is soiling. And concerning those fresh boys with the girls, it is wrong every time. <clears throat> and then he also has a political section included. That's interesting. So it's just sort of his his uh, where he stands morally on multiple subjects. Some writers have suggested that Lee Scallon's booklet contains further information on his electromagnetic research and philosophies encoded in its pages, and the blank pages are provided for the reader to fill in their decrypted solutions. It has also been suggested that Lee Scallon's frequent referral to his Sweet 16 may in fact refer to the numerological and or scientific relevance of the number 16 to his research and theories. Magnetism Lee Scallon became interested in the general theory of magnetism. His four pamphlets address interactions of electricity, magnetism, and the body. Lee Scallon also included a number of simple experiments to validate his theories. Contradicting the standard model of electromagnetism, his thesis is based upon the theory that the metal itself is not the magnet, and that the real magnets are circulating in the metal. These individual north and south pole magnets are particles smaller than atoms or photons, and each particle in the substance was was an individual magnet by itself. Lee Scallon claimed that all matter was being acted upon by what he called, quote, individual magnets, end quote. He also claimed that scientists of his time were looking in the wrong place for their understanding of electricity, and that they were observing only one half of the whole concept, with one-sided tools for measurements. For instance, magnets in general are indestructible. For instance, you can burn wood and flesh. You can destroy the body, but you cannot destroy the magnets that hold together the body. They go somewhere else. Iron has more magnets than wood, and every different substance has a different number of magnets that hold the substance together. If I make a battery with copper for positive terminal and beef for negative terminal, I get more magnets out of it than when I use copper for positive terminal and sweet potato for a negative terminal. From this, you can see that no two things are alike. Interesting.
and that's it. There's a little bit more on there, but it's mostly on, again, on, in pop culture, um, which we already went over. And um, it references, again, Billy Idol recorded the song Sweet 16 for his Whiplash Smile album. It was based on the love story of Leeds Kellen and his runaway girl. The music video was recorded at Coral Castle in 1986. So anyway, um, that'll be the end of this ASM article. Hopefully you guys enjoyed learning about the Coral Castle. I actually had a really nice time reading about it because I had known some of the details, but I hadn't um, read it in its entirety. What I actually do is I'll sort of skim some parts and then I'll, I'll see, okay, you know, I'll include this in the episode. And then I'll actually um, read it in person. That's why I sometimes make a few too many mistakes. So I apologize for that. But, you know, it's also so I can read things with a little more enthusiasm because I'm, I'm learning as I'm reading it as well. So anyway, if you guys have any comments or suggestions for future ASM articles, uh, you can email the show at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. You can also check out our website, sleepandrelaxasmr.com. Uh, if you love the show, if you want to help uh, support the show, you can do so on Patreon or by donating via our website. Um, and all of these details are also included in the show notes below. That's all for now. Thanks as always for listening and take care. North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide now on party-perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.